Listener Production. Hello, and you are very welcome to another episode of Ha! Science Explained, a weekly podcast brought to you by Listener and Cosmos. Today, you've got me, Ellen Fidian, and we are delving into soil carbon sequestration and the role it will play in mitigating climate change. On the tin, soil carbon sequestration seems like a win for everyone. It improves soil quality, it removes CO2 from the atmosphere, and in Australia, it provides an extra source of income for farmers via carbon credits. It's pretty wild that farmers can sell something that stays on their farm and improves their productivity and the environment. In 2021, the federal government announced a plan to reduce emissions to net zero by 2050. The plan capitalised on soil carbon and its ability to remove CO2 from the atmosphere. Its official estimate suggests that 35 to 90 million tonnes of CO2 could be sequestered each year in Australia through soils. For context, Australia is now emitting over 500 million tonnes annually. So in a best-case scenario, this could reduce our emissions by nearly a fifth. Is this a feasible number? If it is, how do we get there? What even is soil carbon anyway, and why are people so excited about it? Well, it won't surprise you to learn that it's a little bit more complicated than handing farmers money and saying soil carbon. We're going to take a closer look. So, first question, what is soil carbon? Unusually for a scientific term, it's exactly what it sounds like, the element carbon stored in soils. Carbon's a key part of soil organic matter. Dirt is made of silica and organic carbon, along with other nutrients like nitrogen, phosphorus, sulfur, and potassium. The carbon gets into the dirt via photosynthesis. CO2 molecules in the air are captured by plants and turned into organic matter. The plants keep the C and respire the O2. From there, some of the plant carbon gets below ground via the roots. And when plants die, they also secrete carbon into the soil. So in a sense, the soil is an extra storage space for carbon that's been removed from the atmosphere via trees and plants. Can we increase the carbon sequestered in soils? Yeah, we can, but we haven't been. Since colonisation, the amount of carbon in Australian soils has decreased. On average, 20th century agriculture released more carbon from the soil than it produced. Professor Budaman Manazny, a researcher in soil landscape modelling at the University of Sydney, says that most cropping soils have lost half of their carbon content since intensive agricultural systems were introduced. This means that soils are degraded, which is not only bad for the atmosphere, but it affects their capacity to produce food. The good news is that it's possible to get more carbon into soils again with the right agricultural management. This includes things like changing grazing and irrigation patterns, using certain fertilisers and spreading clay. There are loads of options. This work really depends on the location of the farm. Soil type, climate and native vegetation all plays a huge role. One farmer might figure out that the best thing that works for them is converting some cropland into permanent pasture, while next door a change in fertiliser might increase soil carbon content the most. Either way, the actual amount of carbon can be measured in each field to see what's working and what isn't. In even better news, increasing the soil carbon content is better for the soil quality and thus the output of a farm. Good farm management goes hand in hand with soil carbon sequestration. Does the carbon stay in the soil once it's there? The organic carbon in the soil doesn't have the stability of a rock. 
It's being eaten and exhaled by a range of other things. Microbes and plants in the soil both respire CO2 back into the atmosphere, for instance. Without interference from the climate or farmers, bodies of soil exist in equilibrium, with as much carbon being absorbed by the soil as is being released. But with management, it's possible to manipulate the soil so that it's absorbing more CO2 than it's producing. Once absorbed, the carbon can be locked up for a long time, but not forever. Minasny says that roughly half the carbon that gets into the soil stays there for 10 to 20 years, while the other half lasts way longer, more like a thousand years. So, how much CO2 could we really store each year? Let's go back to that annual estimate of 35 to 90 million tonnes of CO2. It's based on research from the CSIRO, done in 2010, and an estimate of all of our agricultural land coverage. Is it really feasible? Well, it assumes that every single hectare of farming land in Australia can absorb the maximum amount of carbon every year. Pretty optimistic. Dr Michael Crawford, CEO of the Cooperative Research Centre for High Performance Soils, says that it's impossible without a massive investment in farming technology, education and incentives for farmers. There are some incentives for farmers already, more on that in a minute, but there's not universal uptake yet. Minasny says his research at the University of Sydney comes with a more modest but still pretty impressive number. He and his colleagues reckon soil carbon could offset about 70% of the agricultural industry's emissions for the next 20 years. That's really good, but it's not going to dent the rest of our emissions. It's also important to know that soil carbon's a short-term solution. After a few decades, we'll have maximised the amount of carbon we can get into our soils and reach equilibrium. So in a best-case scenario, we'll have really high-quality dirt by 2050, but we won't be able to keep using it as a carbon sink. Plus, warmer soils usually can't store as much carbon, so climate change will lower our storage space. Crawford, Minasny and other soil carbon experts are always really keen to point out that soil carbon is not a licence to pollute elsewhere. They say we'll still have to reduce fossil fuel use and emissions as much as we can. So, it's not a silver bullet, but it's still got a lot of potential. How do we increase soil carbon sequestration? By paying farmers to do it. Since 2011, farmers have been able to claim carbon credits for practices that remove extra CO2 from the atmosphere. They get things called Australian carbon credit units, which other people and companies can then buy as carbon offsets. In 2018, farmers got a soil explicit method for claiming these credits. This is potentially a win-win for everyone. Farmers can be compensated for removing CO2 and they can improve the quality of their soil in the process. But not everyone can or wants to do it yet. Like I said before, actual soil carbon methods are really complex and very local and the requirements for measuring and reporting are really strict. You need to prove you're actually storing the carbon credits you're selling. So small farms especially don't always have the time or resources to cash in. There needs to be more work on providing information and assistance, carbon monitoring and sequestration tech before our farms become the hallowed carbon sink we want them to be. There's plenty of work for researchers, farmers and policymakers still to do. There's a lot of good work to be done on soil carbon, but unfortunately it's not our get-out-of-jail-free card on climate. We still have to cut our emissions. Sounds like we're finally waking up to something farmers have known forever. Dirt's a really big deal. 
We'll be back soon with more weird and wacky answers to life's questions. But in the meantime, you can head to cosmosmagazine.com for more science just like this. Otherwise, we'll be back again next week for another Huh? Science Explained. <laughs>